We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Mike Tomlin reportedly told his team on Tuesday he will return to coach the Steelers in 2024. We are just moments away from his end-of-season press conference. For more fan headlines, go to 937thefan.com. All right, I dare say this upcoming Mike Tomlin press conference might be the most interesting one of the season. His coaching future had been in doubt. He told the team the other day he's coming back. We'll see uh, what he has to say about that. We'll see what he has to say about his quarterback situation. Uh, I I don't know that he's going to announce Pickett coming back as his starter next year, but I would have to think that's the way he is leaning. By the way, I moved Chris Hoke back from 11 o'clock till 1 today so we can get Hokey's thoughts on uh, what Tomlin has to say. It's always uh, these end-of-season press conferences, unfortunately, have been happening way too soon. Um, and I'm sure the coach will say he was disappointed with how this season ended. But uh, maybe an ind- update on any injuries, if any of these guys have to have surgery. That always usually comes out today. Um, a lot of guys play hurt. There's no doubt Cam, I think, played hurt all year, and I'm wondering if he's going to come back. But uh, Tomlin will address a lot of different issues while the other teams, eight teams, are left getting ready for the divisional round of the playoffs. The Steelers are not, and they're already looking forward uh, to next year. I don't know if he's going to announce any coaching changes. Uh, probably going to wait uh, – you know, let let everything die down a little bit for that. He made the mistake a number of years ago saying Bruce Arians would be back as coordinator and then had to say that he wouldn't like a day or two later after Art II got involved. So I imagine Tomlin's going to be cautious uh, with that. But uh, I'm just interested in what he says about his future, um, why he still thinks he can get it done here. Um, he once told me a number of years ago, he said, how many good years have you had? He said, one. We won the Super Bowl one time. I've fallen short every other year. Well, they've really fallen short without a playoff win in the last seven seasons. So uh, we'll see if he addresses that. But the quarterback position clearly um, has to be settled. What did uh, Brian Billick call it? Job one uh, to get it done. Um, They have to find a quarterback, whether it's Pickett, whether it's Rudolph, whether it's a draftee, whether it's a free agent, whether it's a trade. Um, I, and I do think they're further away than just the quarterback position, but clearly that is the most uh, important need uh, on the team as far as I'm concerned. Fan Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. You can visit them at southhillskia.net. And the fan hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. We're expecting... To hear any minute now, good afternoon. Is Pumpy Annie still up there leading the talk in Austin? He is, him and Misty Matthews. They're just, uh wonder if the coach, he's usually pretty good on time, right? Typically the case, but right now, 12.03, still waiting. All right. One other read for me to uh, tell you to listen to the Cook and Joe show. That's this show every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's Card of the Week from the Baseball Card Castle in Cranberry. Contests run every Wednesday through Friday at two, at noon at the 93.7 The Fan. 
Sports.com contesting page. Uh, I'm eager to hear what he has to say. We've been listening to him for 17 years now. He's done 17 of these. These will be uh, uh, his 17th wrap-up show, uh, press conference, if you will. One of them ended with a Super Bowl win. One of them ended after a Super Bowl loss. And the other uh, 15, a little bit shorter than that. Some better than others. They did make the AFC Championship game. Here he is. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, in a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? Uh, I'll say this. Um, I certainly could have handled uh, that situation better than I did. But I'll also say this. Um, I just believe there's a time and place for everything. And post-game press conferences are probably not the place uh, to address contract issues and things of that nature. It's just a very individual thing. And on game day, um, I doubt any of us are in that mindset. Certainly, I am not. Um, what's required to do what it is that we do, uh, the amount of focus um, pouring into a collective, I'm just not in that mind state, and I just don't believe that's the appropriate venue um, to talk about things of that nature. I'm certainly open and willing to do it today in this venue. Um, in assessing um, our last performance in the season, um, you know, I'm proud of the guys. I'm proud of their fight. I'm certainly disappointed um, that we're not preparing to play this week. I know that they are. Um, it comes to a screeching halt. Um, these are these are awkward days kind of at the end of the season. Um, and so we're finding our footing. We're doing appropriate things. Um, exit interviews, I'm in the, in the midst of beginning those things um, with players and staffing. Um, the players themselves um, are exiting appropriately, um, meeting with coaches, um, departmental meetings, uh, training staff, equipment, strength and conditioning, et cetera, nutrition. Um, those are the things that kind of go on this time of year in an effort to, to review what transpired, to gather information all um, so that when the time is right, man, we start building for 2024. Um, we do so with that information, with those lessons learned, with that experience individually and collectively. And so we got a lot of work ahead of us. Um, there were some things to be proud of. Obviously, there's some things that require a lot of attention and work. Um, but first and foremost, man, we got an information gather. Um, we got to assess what transpired. Um, those who, who are lacking health, obviously, um, have to address that sooner rather than later. Um, we're not into medical issues lingering into the offseason. Um, we probably have a few surgeries scheduled. I don't have that list. Um, nothing um, major, some cleanup procedural things, um, but nothing major. Um, TJ's rehabilitation um, is going well. Um, he probably would have been available. Uh, had we played this week, um, got a couple guys in the concussion protocol um, from the last performance, uh, Joey Porter Jr. Um, and Allen Robinson. Um, I imagine that that is running its course. Um, the rest, the rest of the things are exit interview in nature, um, cleanups, etc. Um, we got some guys that are that are on IR that have been on IR. 
um, that, that their rehabilitation processes are running their courses. Um, from a coaching perspective, obviously, um, things never stay the same. Um, I'm appreciative of this collective and what they were willing to do, all the while understanding um, that there will be changes. I think those of us that are in this business understand that and um, will thoughtfully and intentionally go about that, um, just really at the emphasis of, of that as well. Um, in terms of gathering information about outside candidates and what the process of interviewing looks like in 2024, particularly from the coordinator perspective, there's some procedural things that you got to go through in an effort to be compliance with, in compliance with New York. Uh, we'll respect those things and, and go about those things appropriately. Um, but more than anything, man, um, I'm just disappointed we're not working. Um, I understand the road gets narrow. Um, but man, we worked 12 months to to be on it, and and we have to acknowledge that we're not. Uh, there are consequences of that, obviously, and and so um, it's tough. Um, but we're built for it. This is the life we chose, man. Um, it's an honor to lead this group, um, to chase what it is that we're chasing continually. Um, I'll pause and open it up for questions. Mike, do you foresee either Eddie or uh, Mike Sullivan being candidates for the offensive coordinator job? Um, you know, not at this juncture, man. I, I'm looking at outside candidates um, and, and lining up the pecking order there. I am appreciative of their efforts um, in terms of what they did for us down the stretch. Um, but I'm looking at outside candidates um, at this juncture. Mike, will uh, Kenny resume his QB1 status? You know, he will, but obviously there will be competition. There are, there's always competition in this thing. Um, we don't anoint anyone. Um, man, I'm appreciative of his efforts and where he is and excited about continuing to work with him. But certainly um, he will be challenged from a competition perspective uh, moving forward. Um, competition brings the best out in all of us. Is it the hope of the franchise that Rudolph will be there? I'm, I'm sorry. Is it the hope of the franchise that Mason Rudolph will be back in providing that competition? It is, um, but he is a free agent, and it is free agency. And so we'll see where that leads us. Mike, you uh, told the guys the other day in the meeting, I guess, that um, you tend to be bad to disregard the rumors that were floating out there. Um, do you expect to get an extension this year? Um, um, yes, I expect to be back, and I would imagine that those contract things are are going to run their course, man. Um, Art and I have a really good, transparent relationship. We communicate um, continually, often. Um, I don't imagine it's going to be an issue, and I imagine it's going to get done in a, in a timely manner at the appropriate time. Um, but, you know, my mindset is to coach this football team, certainly. Mike, uh, Deontay Johnson said that he hopes Mason Rudolph gets the job. Do you worry about a competition situation potentially dividing the room or the team? I do not. Um, I think competition is good. I think it's good and for all of us. Um, I think it brings out the best in all of us. Do you expect that competition to, between, to be between Rudolph and um, Kenny, or are you trying to bring someone else in, whether that be draft or elsewhere? Again, we, we've got a lot of decisions regarding free agency. Mason is scheduled to be a free agent, and so I'd be speculating um, about some of those things. Mike, what are the things you're looking for in a new offensive coordinator? Where do you feel like you guys need to evolve 
You know, I want us to be versatile and dynamic. Obviously, we got to score more points. Uh, I want to be able to keep defenses off balance. I want to utilize all the talent that we have at our disposal. Uh, I'm excited about this process and the, and the talent pool out there based on what I've seen thus far. Um, I'm really open to kind of learning through this process, man, and seeing uh, what people have to say about their visions. And so um, certainly I have a vision of what it looks like, but certainly open uh, to learning through this process. Mike, you've, been, you've gone in-house for these last couple of coordinator hires. Why go outside this time? Uh, I just feel it's appropriate. Mike, how do you evaluate decisions about your future contract status aside, but at the conclusion of each season, how do you make that decision, and how has that changed over the course of your career? I don't know that it has. Um, I coach football. That's what I do. Um, I'm respectful of the position that I hold. Um, I have no sense of entitlement in terms of what I do. Um, I just got a high level of respect for what we all do in this space, and um, I try to earn it daily, and I think that's just my mentality. Um, I don't ponder a lot of things. Um, I'm appreciative of, of things daily, um, and I try to work with urgency daily, and I don't know that that has changed. Um, it probably hasn't from my perspective. I'm always on go. Mike, when it comes to hiring an offensive coordinator, who would be some of the people having to say in that decision? Be a small group. It would be obviously myself, um, Art Rooney, and Omar Khan. Would you prefer that this person have prior NFL coordinating experience with your last two hires? Yes. Mike, would you consider adding to your offensive staff maybe someone that could help oversee or bring new ideas? Certainly. Um, I'm looking at all components of staffing uh, as part of the annual end of the season review and additions in terms of expertise are certainly a component of that. Mike, did Rudolph uh, change your perception of him or what he might be capable of this year? Oh, certainly. Um, I don't think that any of us can deny what we've seen um, over the last um, month or so. Um, I cannot underscore um, how impressive it is to be ready. Um, forget performance, man, to be ready um, to deliver. Um, and he was, uh, and that preparedness showed. And so certainly, um, you know, we're less speculative about his capabilities because uh, there's evidence of it, um, and evidence of it in, in tough circumstances. Mike, does the fact that he came into two training camps and came out as the number three quarterback, when he got to play, he gave you some of the best results you've gotten. Give you some pause or, or because you're looking into the processes that led you to deciding he was going to be the number three in the last two years? No, man. Um, oftentimes I say there's a fine line between being a, a pro bowler and a backup in our business, and it is. Um, and so, you know, I'm not surprised by anything that has transpired, man. He is very capable. They all are. Um, across positions. Um, I just think that when you're at the tip top of the food chain, that's how it is. And um, it's our job as professionals, man, to be ready and to let our talent show. Um, he did those things. What's your confidence level in Kenny, uh, not just on the field, but everything that comes with being starting quarterback, captain, leader in this team? I'm extremely confident in him. Um, I feel stronger about some of the intangible things. Um, than I did, obviously, when we first started doing business with him because I have evidence of it. Um, he's highly competitive and professional. Um, he doesn't run from 
challenges. He runs two challenges. I think that's evident in the way he plays, particularly at the end of close football games. Um, he's got good framework um, to work with and for a young guy. Uh, he's mature beyond his years. Um, I'm excited about him. Mike, that, that being said, are there, is he the point of spurring out where there's some of that improvement has to be tangible, not just Certainly it's a big year for him. Uh, we met this morning and we acknowledge that. Um, it is a huge year for him. Um, but I'm also excited about just watching him wear that component of it because I just, I know how he's wired and built um, and I'm excited about watching him attack it. Mike, the last four times you guys have been in the playoffs, it's been a one that's done. What is the goal of this organization moving forward, and what's being done to kind of get there? We want to be world champions. Um, every year, um, we build with that intention. Um, we're not this year. So there's disappointment, obviously, with that. Um, there's consequences of that. Um, we're really just at the beginning stages of assessing the why. Um, and then continually plotting, a, a course, to move forward. Those will be our intentions in 2024 uh, to be world champions. Mike, of your goals in of your goals in 2023, what did you accomplish? You know, I, I'm not looking to seek comfort. Um, we wanted to be world champs. Um, the tournament is still ongoing, and we're not in it. And so, from that perspective, we fell short. Um, and so, I'm less concerned about some of the boxes we checked. Um, and really, I'm just at the information gathering stage um, of all of this in an effort to position ourselves where we're not having this conversation, you know, 12, 13 months from now. Mike, you got some really powerful endorsements from your players over the last couple of days, and that's not necessarily anything new, but just to continue to hear that from your guys, what does it mean to you instill that back into the locker room? You know, um, I don't know what you're referring to, but, um, you know, you cannot have unique results without unique relationships. Um, what we seek is unique. And so what we give better be unique. Um, and I better be at the front of that line. And I'm a willing participant in that way. Like in that same vein, while the players were unanimous in supporting you and the coaching staff, several also mentioned that they think there should be changes to rules regarding structure and discipline. How do you incorporate that feedback into your off-season evaluation? I do annually. Um, that's what these exit interviews are about. Um, you know, one man's perspective is just one man's perspective, but I meet with everyone and somewhere in there lies reality. And I'm always open to changing and doing what's necessary in an effort to to move this collective forward in an effort to to be world champs next year, certainly. From your perspective, do there from your perspective, do there need to be changes dealing with structure and discipline to There certainly need to be changes. Um we can't do the same things and expect a different result. Um, I'm open and willing to that, certainly. When you're looking for a coordinator, how much is it um, based on trying to get the best out of your quarterback or, or kid? It's a significant component of it. Um, this game is quarterback-driven. Offenses are quarterback-driven. And so their expertise in that area is a significant component of the search from my perspective. Mike, you talked about you know, adding a, you know, the offensive coordinator search. Is there any plans to change any of the defensive staff moving forward? You know, I'm not going to speculate about staffing at this juncture. Um, I just acknowledge, man, that you know, things change this time of year. Um, it's just a component of our business at this level, and I'm sensitive and respective, respective to it. Mike, you mentioned being always on go. Has that level of go changed at all from year one to year 18 to going into year 18? Um, you know, I, I was probably intensified, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. 
um, man, I just see things with greater clarity um, through experience. Um, and so it's probably intensified. You know, the reason I ask is the stuff that was coming from outside of this room is that he might need a year off, he might be burned out. Is there any sense, I mean, I don't see that. Is there any sense of that from, from within, from your own perspective? You guys are probably better equipped to understand the origins of some of that stuff than I am, to be quite honest with you. Um, I understand speculation is a component of what it is that we do. Um, I try not to get caught up in it or distracted by it. Um, particularly when it's not where I'm at. And so that's been my, my mindset regarding it. Did you tell anyone you planned to take a year off? No. No. Mike, we've asked you about um, Kenning and Mason. Where, where are things with Mitch from a franchise's point of view, and was he communicated to you? Um, I haven't met with Mitch yet, um, and so we're at the very early stages of some of that stuff. Uh, we'll see where the roads lead us. Mike, the game's at Rudolph quarterback. Did the approach become more aggressive uh, did the play calling change significantly, or did he just maybe perform at a higher level of consistency um, than uh, the other two guys? Um, you know, he performed very well, um, but our intentions were our intentions, you know. Um, there was no tomorrow, and so um, we were aggressive in nature and in about every component of what it is that we did over that stretch. In hindsight, it was a little too much protect the ball and not enough score the ball? or You know... I, I'll assess all of those things, um, but we're just very at the very infancy of of reviewing. You can paint with a broad brush sometimes, and that's probably not my style. I'm just probably more slow moving in terms of information gathering and assessing what transpired, all in an effort to to do it better the next time. Do you have a plan to continue to jump into the scouting stuff and the pro days and the combine stuff right after this? Absolutely. Mike, do you view Broderick Jones as your left tackle next season, or do you think he'll stay on the right side? Um, undecided as of yet. Um, obviously, he has capabilities in that area, but he was more than capable at right tackle as well. Mike, are you at the point where you might go year to year with what you want to do, or do you still look at the big picture and you'll stay as long as I'll have you? Who, me, myself, personally? Man, I just like coming to work, man. My car key works. Uh, I'm going to keep doing so. Um... I, I'm just probably, I don't spend a lot of time from a big picture perspective. I just don't. Mike, is there an importance, though, to have an extension just as you're interviewing OC candidates and, and also looking at free agents and they know there's some stability? No no question. That's, that's a component of it. You know, feeling less questions from you guys regarding those things is a component of it. But that's probably the only level of importance for me, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, Security is cool, um, but it's not a top priority for me. I've seen a lot. Um, I'm not job scared, um, but it does provide less questions um, and things of that nature, certainly. Another time that you had extensions, it's usually taking place at St. Vincent. Do you need to get it done earlier because of the things that you just discussed? It'll get done when it gets done. I'm not going to speculate about that and... You know, that's not a top priority for me, to be quite honest with you, in terms of the timeliness of it. Before they all got hurt, would you like what you were seeing from the collective at the inside linebacker position, and would you like to try to re-conglomerate that whole group? You know, we were getting we were getting better production from that group, ball production, forced fumbles, turnovers, intercep interceptions, et cetera. Um, but the attrition component was... Um, was treacherous things was a treacherous thing to navigate, and so um, 
you know, we got some decisions to make around that position, particularly in others. Um, but um, the, the health factor was significant. Um, he has a target date in terms of readiness there, um, but it's still probably early. Um, I'll have more definitive. I have a more definitive posture on that probably when we get closer to OTAs and we start speculating about some of those things then. Mike, I know you said it'll be a competition most likely, but do you believe that next year's quarterback is currently on your roster? Yes. How would you assess uh, as an overall class your rookies this year? You know, I thought we got quality production from them. Um, in many instances, um, they didn't wilt, which was good. Um, we were thoughtful about their participation um, in most instances early on in an effort so that they could be available for us down the stretch. Um, that played out relatively well, to be quite honest with you. Um, I'm excited about the group, um, guys in that group. I think they got bright futures ahead of them and are excited about being a component of their development. Mike, you were just between yourself, this team, and the teams that are playing this weekend is smaller than it was a year ago. Then it was a year ago, certainly. Um, but we're watching and not playing, and so you know, um, there's work to be done. You've been in this pocket for a while, and it's sort of you know, like right around a little over 500 in the, in the playoffs, but not for very long. Can that, as opposed to being you know three and 14 and having to blow it up, can that make it more difficult to, to piece together what needs to be done to get you guys to close that gap? It all sucks. It does. Um, there's not degrees of suck. Um, it all sucks. Um, I'd rather be working. Um, the thought of going to Mobile turns my stomach. Um, not that I dislike Mobile, um, but I know what it's like when you're working and you're not in Mobile. It's a really good feeling to be in that tournament as the road gets narrow and to be living out uh, the things that you aspired to live out over the last 12 months. And so um, it's not us, and it sucks. Seven straight years of that, not advancing in the dance. Mike, what gives you confidence you're still the right guy for here? Um, 51 years of life. Um, I mentioned that, I think, in this setting earlier. Um, I'm not lacking confidence in my ability to do the job. Um, while at the same time, um, there's frustration um, because I want that confetti for this group. Um, and so whatever we got to do to do it, whatever changes need to be made, I'm open to it. You talk about going some confetti for the group. How much does specifically a guy like Cam Hayward, you know, been here for a long time, sort of heart and soul of the team, if he does decide to come back, how much does wanting that guy to, to experience a championship now as opposed to within the next two or three years? I think I, I think I always move in that urgency. You know, I think you can point to guys like that annually that, that are deserving of being champions and you want them to have that taste. Um, Probably one of my biggest regrets professionally is that Marquise Pouncey, for example, is not a world champion because that guy is. Um, and so that, that is a motivating factor for me, certainly. Uh, but continually, um, it is. Mike, did you guys find anything, the front office changed a little bit? Did you find anything that you may have changed in the evaluation process? Be especially impactful with last year's draft and you think maybe you have a better beat on that now? Um, there certainly were some changes. Um, you know, 
I view some of those changes as beneficial. Um, but, you know, we'll be continually assessing that. Um, I'm excited about getting into this process with that group again. Um, there's usually improvement, man, second lap around the track. Um, and so I'm excited about, about moving forward with them. Mike, along those lines, looking at the moves that Omar Khan has made in the year and a half or so since he's been GM, what's your confidence level and his ability to help with the roster construction to get you guys to that next level? I'm very confident. Mike, what's your confidence in Joey Porter just seeing his progress throughout the year to take on the different assignments that you guys are given? I'm really excited about the trajectory of his career. Um, probably the most impressive component of where he is is mindset. Um, he wants the fight. Um, he wants the tough coverage. Um, he's extremely competitive in that way. Um, and that's a great place to build from. Um, he's got growth, obviously, ahead of him. Um, but that's real solid. Pearson, you your decision on Najee coming up, how do you assess how he's performed early through his first couple seasons? Man, he's been what we needed him to be. Um, I read a stat, I think, you know, he's thousand-yard rusher three straight years and how scarce that is and I just think that speaks to his consistency availability um, he's been really solid. Patrick Pearson's under contract do you, do you expect him back is he now safety or a cornerback as you anticipate? Again you know we're really at the emphasis of these things um, I did meet with Pat we had a good exit interview I'm really appreciative of his experience and professionalism uh, and who he is as a man and player uh, what he's willing to do um, but from a decision-making standpoint, uh, we're just really at the infancy uh, of it all um, from that standpoint. Do you think it was difficult for Kenny the last couple of weeks? I mean, he obviously was healthy enough to play. And did, how do you think he handled that? Did that make him hungry? Um, it certainly was difficult. Um, I was really impressed with the way he handled it. He was really professional and supportive of Mason. He was a great teammate. Um, but no question, that was difficult. Man, he's a competitor. Um, he runs to it, not away from it. And, uh, you know, certainly um, I know he wanted that experience. Those big divisional games down the stretch and things of that nature, he's wired in that way. Some of the uh, self-evaluation that goes on this time of year to avoid being in a position like, you know, Will was talking about, where you're going into the playoffs as a seven, where you're going to Buffalo, you're going to Kansas City on the road. How much of an importance is there, you use the phrase often, be light on your feet during the regular season when changes need to present themselves? Like, for instance, when you're going through the rough time, the three-game losing streak in early December. Do you guys have to be a little bit more quick in times like that to react? You know, you always face challenges um, during the course of a season. Um, they're always different and ever-changing and complex. Um, I think you got to continually have a hardcore plan while being light on your feet. Um, from a change perspective, uh, while at the same time um, you can't blow in the wind, and so there's a delicate balance there, if you will. And I'm comfortable uh, walking that. Um, it's always different because the variables are many and different. Um, certainly, I hated that three-game stretch. I realized how significant it was in our positioning, um, but we'll be faced with challenges moving forward. Um, and in some ways they'll be similar, but probably in a lot of ways they'll be different and probably require different moves and so forth. And so um, I think that's what I just respect about this, how fragile and challenging it is. Um, that's one of the reasons why I love it.
Does it get more, because of that, does it get more difficult to turn the page on each season? When we asked you on the trove, you mentioned, uh, I know I have more football behind me than in front of me. Does that make it more difficult to kind of move past the disappointment? You know, it comes to a screeching halt. I don't know that you have an option. <laughs> you know, um, you know, sometimes I don't want to move past it. Sometimes I just want to be here for a minute um, in an effort to improve. Um, and so that's probably where I'm, I am, honestly, as I stand here today. Mike, I think last offseason, the Steelers signed the organization, the most free agents ever, they ever had, you guys had. The first offseason of the new GM, was that a new, is that sort of a new going forward? Is that kind of circumstantial? Do you see more veteran-type starters? Um, again, um, we're really at the very infancy of planning. Um, we're open to doing business, um, certainly, um, and utilizing all things at our disposal to put together a strong group. Um, we had some success in free agency last year. Um, but as I've mentioned repeatedly in the past, oftentimes our interest in free agency really is just a continuation of draft interest that we might have had in, some, in someone. I think back to a decade ago, man, meeting Allen Robinson and his family up at Penn State at his pro day. Kevin Colbert and I stood in the parking lot and talked to Elandon Roberts and his parents for an hour after the Houston Pro Day when he came out, what, eight, eight or so years ago. And so um, we're certainly players and open to being players in free agency. Um, but we like to track these guys. We like to track these guys as far back as we can track them and, 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 and have that, that background, that knowledge of who they are. And, and usually that's the basis of our interest. Very many, maybe any of your starters that are currently scheduled to be free agents. How does that change? How do you go into that part of the process if you don't have very many of your own guys to take care of? I don't know that it does. Um, I just think, you know, we strip we strip ourselves clean this time of year, man, and, and assess any and everything and build. And so I don't know that that, that posture changes at all. Mike, when you talk about getting to know players through the draft process, how much attention will you be paying to the quarterbacks this draft season? I always do. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a personnel buff. Um, I don't think you can be in, in this profession, this coaching profession, and not be in the personnel, uh, not have knowledge of people that play for you, that play against you, um, and particularly at the quarterback position. Um, I enjoy it. Does that interest in quarterbacks extend to free agency? I know typically you guys haven't brought in a lot of big-name quarterbacks that are free agents. Does that interest, when you look outside to bring in competition for Kenny, extend to that? Again, I'd be speculating at this juncture. Um, we're just at the early stages of it. I will acknowledge, obviously, that Mason Rudolph is scheduled to be a free agent, and we do have interest in con doing continual business with him. Um, the rest of it, man, is, is kind of speculative uh, at this point. Michael, are there players that you guys, you know, that, that you saw progress into leaders for you guys at important parts of the season that maybe you didn't haven't seen that before for this roster? Yes, um, you know, um, but not that I am shocked by that. I think the journey oftentimes provides opportunity for growth, um, to develop. Um, to to rise within the ranks in a lot of ways, whether it's in terms of division of labor and roles or leadership, and certainly some of that transpired. Um, man, I was really impressed by Fryer move down the stretch, uh, for example. 
How's George Rome? We asked you about him after the Indy game. Where have you seen him mature, and how do you keep that moving forward? Um, it has been in all areas, um, in football and in life. Um, but there's a lot of meat on that bone, um, and I'm excited about continuing to, to be a component of that process with him. How about Keanu Benton, and do you feel you've got something there with him? Um, it's interesting. I just had an exit interview with him. Um, really excited about the prospects of his future. Um, he's really talented. Um, I think he's capable of being dominant um, sooner rather than later. And so, you know, the question is how quickly can we make that happen? And, and what are our roles in doing so? And, and so we just had a real good conversation about, about what that looks like foundationally and how do we build. Like as far as the quarterback position, would there be any interest in bringing in a veteran to kind of help mentor Kenny through this next stage? You know, I'm speculating at this juncture, um, and I want to stay away from that. Um, I hadn't had any legitimate conversations about building for 2024 at this point. And so, you know, I, I'm trying to stay away from some of that speculative things. Like over the last month or so, you've been so complimentary of the guys off the couch, the Eric Rose and the Miles Jacks. Do you feel like those relationships could continue under the next year? Certainly. Like tomorrow when the Owls, like I was a third-round pick before he ended up scratched the last half of the year. Do you feel like there's a plan or a path for him to move forward as a more regular contributor? Um, there certainly is, but, you know, um, he's got to be a component of that. Um, obviously, we put helmets on guys that we think are best positioned to help us secure victory, and he hadn't been a component of that. And so he's got some work to do. Anyone else? Mike, is, is punter a position that you'll look to maybe improve next year? You know, I'll acknowledge that Presley was, was not consistent enough, uh, particularly down the stretch. All right. Any more contract questions? Thank you. Have a good one. Wow. There was a lot there. Meat on the bone, as he talked about. Meat on the bone. Uh, I broke it down into three major uh, components, to use a word he likes to use. He, Mike Tallman opened up jokingly, hey, any contract questions, and he finished any contract questions in regard to walking off the, the podium the other night. He said just was the inappropriate time, uh, but said uh, that, he still loves it as much as ever. His intensity is probably greater than it's ever been. Uh, he's honored to be a part of this group, doesn't take it for granted, wants to help them win, to have confetti coming down on him, on them, on the team. I love the way he referenced uh, one of my regrets is Mark Keith Pouncey isn't a world champion, and he said he that guy certainly is. Uh, but Tomlin just says, I love it as much as ever. Losing sucks. I love when he talked about that. They ask him, well, you're close, but you go out in the playoffs. It's unlike maybe four and 13 and, uh, uh, getting, uh, you know, maybe getting a higher draft choice. And he said, it sucks. It all sucks. There's no, uh, different levels of sucking in terms of being out of, uh, out of the uh, playoffs. And he talked about, they were he thinks they're closer as a team now, certainly is the word he used than last year, but he said we're also watching and not playing. So he left it very clear. He plans on coaching here. He said uh, the only reason he hopes to get an extension soon is that uh, be an element in hiring a coordinator, which is what I'm going to get into momentarily here. But he said I'm not job afraid. Um, again, the 
he, he certainly made a lot of money over the years and knows he could go somewhere else and make a lot of money. But he did say hiring a coordinator could be a big part of getting an extension sooner rather than later. As for the coordinators, he made it clear he's appreciative of Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan, but he said uh, there are going to be changes. Um, he said he's looking to go outside of the, the group. Um, he talked about what he needs, uh, a, a dynamic coordinator, need to score points. Um, so it's not going to be Faulkner or, or Sullivan. He did say uh, that he wants somebody in, new in here. And uh, obviously he said it's important that the guy has some ability to work with quarterbacks. Uh, it needs to be a quarterback guru, if you will. Um, so that's going to be an element of him hiring uh, an offensive coordinator. And as for the quarterbacks, he was asked if he thinks he's got his quarterback on his roster. He said yes. Um, he said Kenny Pickett uh, will be back next year, but he expects to have competition. We'll see. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, he said competition brings out the best of his players it brings out the best in everybody said they would like to bring mason rudolph back but he's a free agent and uh you know there's no guarantee that he's going to come back he did say that you can't deny what you saw from mason um down the stretch this year that he opened some eyes and he said the, what impressed him the most was his preparedness being ready to step in under tough circumstances had great things to say about Pickett. Uh, you know, it's it talked about him handling the situation at the end of the year. Called him a great teammate. Said he was very appreciative of how he was a great teammate and supportive of Mason. Contrary to maybe some of the reports that Pickett was ticked about losing his job as the starter. But, and you know, he also said Pickett's a competitor. He wanted to play. There's a lot there to unpack, and we're going to do it as we continue this afternoon. Uh, Chris Hoke is going to join me. Instead of uh, having him at 11 today, I wanted to have him on at 1 uh, for the full hour to talk about some of the things that Mike Tomlin had to say. I don't know that I agree with him. They're closer now than they were last season. I think Pickett finished the season last year on a much higher note than what their quarterback room did this year, even though I thought Mason played – pretty well down the stretch. I don't know how close they are, um, but he's obviously sounded rejuvenated, looked a lot different than he did after the game the other night. Of course, he was standing out in that frigid temperature for about four hours, uh, seemingly hungry and ready to go. I'm still not sold. I, I still think it might have been time for a split, but you know, but Brian Billick on saying, hey, you know, there's something to be said about continuity. Um, and talked about how the Steelers stuck with Bill Cower when they had three non-playoff uh, years in a row. He said they stuck with him, they gave him an extension, and they ended up getting a Super Bowl out of it. Can that happen with Mike Tomlin? Man, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that um, because they haven't won a playoff game in seven years. We got a lot to unpack, but the bottom line is Tomlin said he's hungrier than ever, doesn't take the job for granted. He's going to make a change at offensive coordinator. He wants somebody to be dynamic and put up more points. Don't we all want to see that? And that there's going to be competition at the quarterback position with Kenny Pickett looking like he'll be the lead dog right now. But they want to bring Mason Rudolph back. He would not speculate 
about going outside saying they're still in the infancy part of all this. We got a lot to talk about. Chris Hogan to join me at the top of the hour. What a press conference. What a season-ending press conference for Mike Tomlin. And you heard it all here on 93.7 The Fan. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Mike Tomlin seemed very optimistic that he will return, as he said to the players on Tuesday, to coach the Steelers, and that an extension will likely be done as well. Looking for a new offensive coordinator. Does not sound like it'll be Mike Sullivan or Eddie Faulkner, as Tomlin confirmed, saying, quote, I'm looking at outside candidates in response for the question of who will coach the Steelers offense next season. He also acknowledged that Mason Rudolph played well and his opinion of Rudolph changed down the stretch and that it'll be Tomlin, Art Rooney, and Omar Khan who decide the new offensive coordinator. For more fan headlines, go to 937thefan.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, it is the the 50-minute mark on the fan. It's brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge, Route 19 in Peters Township. They're celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Colder today, well, not warmer actually than yesterday, but some snow moving in tonight. They're talking about at least a couple inches in the Pittsburgh area. Fan weather is brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazers, Blazers, Equinoxes, and Silverados. That's at sunchevy.com and Sun Chevy Route 19 in McMurray. Chris Hoke coming up next. We'll talk about what Mike Tomlin had to say and get Hokey's thoughts on the season-ending loss in Buffalo and where the Steelers might be headed. That coming up next here on 93.7 The Fan. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Mike Tomlin in his end-of-season press conference still has a lot of faith and confidence in Kenny Pickett. Said that the quarterback, when he was asked if the quarterback of 2024 is on the roster, responded, Yes, he also said the Steelers will hire an outside candidate and offensive coordinator. Headlines of Proper Bowser and Genesis Monroe now open for more. 937thefan.com. Joe Starkey here. You know my history of Joe Potochnik with Joe Potochnik and with his mustache, I might add. The three of us have been out to breakfast on multiple occasions. Joe usually uh, orders for his mustache, but I have been on the rare occasion his mustache orders for him. It's quite a sight. Everybody in the restaurant stands at attention and just watches. This guy gets it done. That's what I'm here to say. Forget the colorful stories about the mustache. They've been out to my house a couple times. My friend A-Rod, Andrew Rodriguez, said exactly what he was going to do to fix the situation, and they fixed it, and I didn't worry about it. Period. End of story. And that's a good story if you're looking for somebody to take care of something at your home. Preventative or fix a problem you already have. $500 off. Right now, any roofing or siding installation, give them a call at JP Roofing and Siding. That's 412 829 7711. Again, that's 412 829 Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game.
the MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.